You're listening to the Marketing for Learning podcast, the only podcast in the world designed to help you increase your capabilities when it comes to marketing in the learning function. We're here to help you make your learners do things they don't want to do. You're welcome. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Marketing for Learning podcast. It's been a while, hasn't it? I'm super sorry it's taken me so long to get back here. It's been a crazy few months at Mass, um, not complaining at all. We've had a brilliant few months, lots and lots of amazing projects for lots and lots of amazing clients. But that does mean the podcast has been neglected a little bit, and I'm sorry for that. But we're back, and this is a slightly different podcast for this episode. A few weeks ago, I was invited to talk at Think Learning's client event in London and I delivered a presentation about the importance of marketing campaigns and how they are the secret to learning effectiveness. And it was such an interesting presentation and such an interesting conversation with the L&D practitioners in the room that I wanted to share it with you on the podcast. So it's not the crispest audio, it has got a bit of background noise, it has got some other people talking in it, Um, but I really hope you find this really, really useful. So introduction over, I'll hand over to Hannah from a few weeks ago to talk all about marketing campaigns. Enjoy. But really, I want to start by talking to you guys. How would you describe your audience? They're just too busy. Too busy? Time's always a big one. Anything else? Skeptical. Skeptical, I like that. Learned helplessness. Helplessness, I like that. Mandated. Mandated. Mm. Has anyone got anything positive to say? (laughs) (laughs) You're not alone. Because L&D has a problem. We have had this problem since the start of corporate learning. It's nothing new. All we talk about is unengaged learners. They're too busy, they haven't got the time, they don't care. That's really what it comes down to. But we don't think we've actually got an engagement problem. You're all gonna be like, what you talking about? Yes, I do. My LMS tells me nobody's engaged. We have an awareness problem. How can you engage with something that you haven't got a clue it exists. So you will all probably be familiar with Josh Burson. And he created this infographic back in 2014. That was eight years ago now. Saying so our learners, the modern learner, which is quite funny looking at 2014 and modern together. <laughs> Overwhelmed, distracted, impatient. That thing at the end, at the bottom, underneath impatience, says you have just between just five and ten seconds to capture somebody's attention. It's nothing. And I'm sure it's less than that now. So has anything changed in the last eight years? Nope. I am trying to find a more up-to-date resource because 2020 now feels really out of date as well, doesn't it? We don't want to go back to 2020, so that's not problem. (laughs) But in 2020, 61% of people said their biggest obstacle to learning was time. But let's be realistic. Who here binge watches on Netflix? Who here spends time with chatting with their colleagues at work? Spends time on that Zoom call, probably 10 minutes longer than you should be because you're just having a gym work. So we have the time, we just don't want to do it. 
And what does L&D do? Pretty much on the whole. You go, I know what solved this problem. I'm gonna buy some new shiny stuff. I'm gonna buy a new offering tool or a new LMS or I don't know, we've got video um, software now, haven't we? And all these different things. I wanna go buy something new. That's gonna make people engaged. But how can we make our people hungry for learning? And I use hungry quite deliberately here. Because when I'm hungry, my brain sends a signal to my stomach that says I need food. It doesn't tell me I need McDonald's. Something in me does. I spent far too much time there. How can my, I be telling you, or telling myself, that the solution is McDonald's if I didn't know McDonald's existed? And there's a story that I thought I had to include because it's very relevant for me right now. My absolute obsession with Starbucks peach iced tea. Before six months ago, I didn't know it was a thing. Didn't exist in my world, never tasted it. Now I wake up, at least once a week, and think, oh, I really want a peach iced tea today. I really want one. I couldn't do that six months ago because I didn't know it existed. So how can we make our learners feel like that? How can we stay on the top of mind for our audience? And that's where marketing comes in. So I want you all to have a think. When was the last time you woke up in the morning and thought, I really hope my company solves the skill gap crisis today. I really, really, that's really what I want. Or really hope we're GDPR compliant. <laughs> really, really hope the shareholders get their bonus. You don't. You don't feel like that because it's, it's, that's not how you're motivated. And that's why L&D need to stop making these assumptions. You're guilty of it. I'm guilty of it. Pretty much everybody in the industry is guilty of it at some point or another. Your learners should want to learn. They don't. You guys are from the NHS, aren't you? They don't want to learn. They want to help people. They care about the business objectives. Like I just said, nobody cares about the skills gap crisis, shareholder bonuses, GDPR, anything like that. Nobody really cares about that. We have got an awful, awful habit, and I'm not saying this is all compliance or mandatory training, but if we want someone to do something and they're not doing it, we make it mandatory. <laughs> that doesn't make anybody want to take the learning. It just makes it another chore on their really long to-do list. And then we get amazing, amazing learning tech, like the platforms you've all got from Think. And then we go, oh, we spent so much time and so much energy and it's so amazing. It's all branded and it looks brilliant. Why is nobody here? Because we've not told anyone. We've not published and promoted our work in the way that we should be. It's all well and good me saying that for any skeptics in the room. Oh yeah, Han, you work for a marketing agency, of course you'll say this. But here's some data from the latest LinkedIn learning report. The first reason somebody wants learning, what motivates them to learn, <coughs> It helps me stay up to date in my field. If it's personalised for my interests, and if it helps me get another job internally or reach my career goal. So really what they're telling you here is all about them. Nothing to do with you or the business. So I want you to think about your learners for a second. Feel free to give me some answers. When they're at work, what's grappling for their attention? We've got a lot of NHS people in here today, haven't we? So, all healthcare patients, that'll be a big one, won't it? They need their attention. What else might be grappling for their attention at work? Emails? I know I get too many emails. 
What's making them so time poor at work? Anyone? I think it's the contextual stuff like there's not enough staff anyway. Yeah. Um, that's a massive pressure for them. Absolutely. So a lack of people. Yeah. So then all the other stuff takes up more time because yeah, they exactly. have to do more people's yeah. jobs. Anything else? That chat with the colleague that takes that extra 10 minutes? Those kind of things? Meetings that should have been an email. Meetings that should have been an email? That's a perfect one. <laughs> all IT. All IT. <laughs> <laughs> what about outside of work? What distracts people outside of work? Netflix. Netflix. Family. Family. Friends. Friends. Instagram. I heard Instagram. <laughs> I'm the same. TikTok for me. I scroll, 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 scroll. <laughs> Anything else? Second jobs. Second jobs. There's a lot trying to get our attention, isn't there? And now I think from everyone I've spoken to, we're all still working quite a hybrid way at the minimum, aren't we? Mm -hmm. So when you're at home, you've probably got those kids coming home at 3.30. So you've still got a couple of hours left of work, but your kids want your attention. And you've also got your washing basket that needs putting <laughs> in the washing machine. And you've also got your lunch to make. And there's so much vying for our attention. And what do we as L&D do? How do we cut through that noise? We send an email saying, there's an email in the <laughs> That laugh tells me, you all know you do it. That's not gonna get anyone moving, is it? That's not gonna get anyone, oh, there's no course in the LMS, I must go take this. No, they're saying, what more training? Exactly, what more, why? Why should I bother? Perfect, there. Because the only way you're gonna cut through the noise and get in front of your learners and actually get them doing stuff is by answering the what's in it for me. If you've got a productivity course, you want all your people to go on this productivity course and you send out, there's a new productivity course from the LMS, I'm gonna be like, oh my gosh, that's another thing I need to do. I haven't got the time to do that and I don't wanna. So I'm gonna add it to my list and it's just gonna be there for months on end until I go, never doing that and cross it out. But if you said to me, Han, I can help you save three hours a week. Can you? How can you, how can you do that? And then if the end solution is your training course, I might be more, more inclined. Because you've gone to me, this is what's in it for you, Han. I'm giving you some time back. I'm helping you. When you're looking at mandatory training, of course it's a little bit harder. But there is still a what's in it for me. I have seen some l and send out emails being like, L&D have spent hours or weeks developing this course. Okay, you've done your job. Like, I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> if you're answering the what's in it for me from the audience's point of view, you'll create a message that better resonates with your audience. And sorry to harp on about this, but the what's in it for me will never be because L&D want them to. It will never be ticking self on health and safety tick box. I can't put into words how many times I've done that whole ergonomic seat and thing. <laughs> I still slouch, so that's not going to help. And like I said, overcoming the skills down crisis, it's not that either, because they're business mandates. That's what the business wants. And yes, the business has wants. We're in L&D, we have to serve the business too. But your learners should also come into that. So what do we need to know to actually answer this what's in it for me? Because it's all well and good me saying, answer the what's in it for me. And you're like, okay, but how do I know? I've got five and a half thousand learners. How on earth can I go and talk to every one of them? So we need to kind of work out what the personal goals is and what motivates your learners. What motivates them 
might have nothing to do with you, your company or their job. Their motivation might be, you know what, I have to get up and go to work every morning because I've got to give a better life to my family. I want to be that leader that I didn't have when I was younger. I want to do something bigger. That might get them out of bed. It might be, and this is also something we really need to accept in L&D, it might be that they want their paycheck. They might not actually care about career development. We're really great at assuming that everyone wants this big long career and some people just want to do their job. I won't get started on that whole quiet quitting thing, but that's where that all comes from. People just want to do their job. You need to start thinking about all the different audiences you're targeting to. You need to think about what's distracting them and you need to think about what they actually need from you. And I could talk to you about this topic called learner personas all day, all day long. Um, and if I did, we'd still be here tomorrow. So if you want to learn more about creating learner personas, there's a whole ebook on there. Feel free to grab it or grab me afterwards and we can talk through it. It gives you step-by-step step on how to create your learner personas. But ultimately what I'm saying is we need to answer the what's in it for me to get better engagement. So how do we bring all this together? Well, if you were paying attention earlier, it's not gonna be a surprise, marketing campaigns. It's actually promoting what you guys do. You guys do such a phenomenal job. Let's push it out there a bit more. But I need to start with a caveat. Marketers and they do alike like to think that life goes really nice and linear. Somebody opens an email and then they click through from the email. Then they go on to the LMS and they complete the course and everyone's happy and they know everything they need to know. It doesn't work like that. You need to be constantly front of mind. And this is a snapshot of a B2C, so a business to consumer journey. All of these arrows, and I know you can't read them all, it's not a great image, are different touch points that businesses are making sure they stay in front of mind for their audience. And we need to be doing the same with our learners. Yes, you've got email, but how many people get too many emails? So do you have an intranet? Do you have screens in your canteen? Do you have posters you can put up if we're really gonna take it back to basis? basics? How can we stay front of mind for our clients, for our audience rather? But as much as it's not a linear process, um, in experience in a learning campaign, it is in creating one. So there's six steps. We've got a whole template if you guys wanted to know that as well. Um, just giving everything away here. But we go through six steps. It's defining your goals, your audience, and your channels. It's quantifying your resource. A lot of you are probably thinking, okay, this is great, I haven't got any time, so I've also got the time excuse and I can't do it. You plan, you execute, and then you test and optimize. So let's go through these in a bit more detail. Your goals, what are you actually trying to achieve? This often helps with the what's in it for me. If you're putting out a health and safety course and you're like, well, oh, I want everyone to be compliant. Actually, underneath that compliance, you kind of want people not to hurt themselves. So let's start digging a bit deeper into what we're actually doing things for. How will you measure? That's always a big thing, especially in L&D with time poor, we haven't got a lot of budget, nine times out of 10. So how can we prove that what we're doing is worthwhile? Look at your data now, you've all got fantastic learning platforms. Get the data out of there, realize where you are today, then look back in three months. Benchmarking isn't complicated. You need to think about your audience. If you've done the personas that I mentioned earlier, 
you've done this. You just pick out the persona that is most relevant for that campaign. But if you haven't, you need to think about their emotional drivers. What's actually going to get them out of bed in the morning? What's actually going to make them take action? What messages are going to resonate with them? What's in it for them? And how can you actually bring that to life in your marketing campaign? And then this is another biggie. What channels? Where are your people hanging out? We have a process that we do in our, our program that we offer. It's called ADOL. And when it starts, we go, so when your audience has a need for X training, what are they doing? Because they're probably not searching the LMS at that point. They're probably not even talking to anyone. They might be trying really hard to get on with their day job. They might be Googling because that's how we all go to Google. <coughs> oh, I can't work out how to do this function on Excel. I'm going to go to Google. They're going to be doing other stuff. And we need to think about where they are doing that other stuff if we're going to market to them properly. There's a real sense of irony that people don't seem to get until I say this out loud. Advertising your programs on your LMS for people that don't go on your LMS is kind of pointless. If they're not there, they're not gonna see it. So advertise away from your learning platform. Make sure you're using all the channels to your disposal. So whether that's Teams, whether it's Slack, whether it's screens in your office, use other channels. Make sure you're staying in front of mind. And think about what's actually gonna be most effective. This isn't an L&D specific problem, but if somebody comes to you and says, can you make me a TikTok? Ask them why. Why do you need a TikTok? You probably don't. Think about the channel that actually works for your audience. Then think about your resources. Often people look at marketing in the sense of, I've got a program that's gonna launch or I'm relaunching my platform and things like that. Make sure you bear them in mind. Do you have any budget available for the additional stuff? So how about you put on an event for your audience? You bring them all together in one place. You might not need a lot of money budget, but you might need some time budget. So think about the stuff you've got available. And how long does your campaign need to last? That will vary based on your organisation, but I'll tell you now that a campaign should not be less than three months. It should be three months or more. Then you want to plan and get started. So select your theme, your hook. A good example of a hook is that uh, Coca-Cola share a Coke with. It's always one people go, oh, I remember that. Okay, that makes sense. Make a hook, make something that they can share. A lot of my clients use hashtags because as much as Twitter's dwindling off, so we don't use hashtags that much in the real world, places like Yammer, your LMS, LinkedIn and all that still use hashtags. So it's a great way of grouping all of your information together. Use the campaign template if you scanned that QR code um, to make sure you're nice and organised and then develop as much as you can in advance of when you're going to launch because there's nothing worse than being like, I need to write a blog that needs to go out tomorrow. It just doesn't work. Something else comes up, we're all busy. And then lastly, you need to test. Testing is something that you guys, using your platforms day in, day out, will be much better at than a lot of L&D professionals, that, especially those that are just face-to-face because we look at our data and go, wait, why is that doing that? Why, how can I make it better? So look at that data and test it. If you go, actually, I think that might be happening because I sent out an email on a Monday. Monday's, nobody likes Monday. I'm gonna try send it on a Thursday instead. Test it, see if you get any different data. There's no point doing all of this, putting all your energy in and then just assuming it worked or assuming it didn't. So make sure you're actually looking. So I just wanna finish up with some top tips. Start before the launch. If you're launching a learning platform, 
don't know if any of you are in this position where you're relaunching or launching your learning platform, start drumming up some interest before you actually go live. Start telling people something's coming. Build that tension. A really great example of this, um, again, externally, but Adele just put up loads of posters that just said 30. Had nothing to do with her album. Just said 30, because that was going to be the title of it. People started talking about it. Think about how you can do that in your organisation. Start talking to people. Look, there's this thing. It's coming. Be ready. Think about it in months, not days. You need to stay front of mind. To stay front of mind, you can't send out one email one time and think it's good enough. You need to keep, you need to keep telling people to go to your learning platform, to sign up for the training, to prioritise their personal development. You need to keep reiterating that message. You need to find your hook and answer the what's in it for me. You need to benchmark and test, like I said, and you need to not fear failure. But it's all well and good again, me saying all of this. Um, I messaged the Slack group this morning of a few of our clients and said, what's the one piece of advice you'd give someone starting their marketing for learning journey? And Elvira from Expedia Group said, get in the right mindset, get to know your audience and be curious. She has done so much work on understanding her audience. She really knows those people inside and out. She knows what gets them moving. And just by doing that research, she has instinctively done better at everything else since. Joe from KeyBank, which is an Australian company, he said, start questioning yourself. You might not have time or capacity or energy or inclination to do a full marketing campaign. But start questioning yourself. If you got that email saying there's a new course in the LMS, would you take it? You're all laughing. You wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> so why are we sending that email? Let's just start kind of second-guessing ourselves a bit more, thinking a bit further ahead and going, okay, I wouldn't answer that, so let me do something a bit better. And then going back to Expedia Group, because clearly they're the only ones that use Slack, because I literally <laughs> sent it to them about two hours ago. <laughs> Roy said, beat it for the long game. Marketing is not a short-term win. Um, it's something that people often overlook because you see an effort go out and then loads of sales come through and yay! That's not how life works. Marketing is a long game. Repetition and consistency are the two big things. If for some unknown reason you want to hear me rattle on anymore, we've got a podcast. It's actually a year old today. Okay, you don't need to hear the rest of that presentation of me pushing people towards this podcast and telling them how to get in touch because you're already here. But I hope you found that recording really useful. I know the audio wasn't great at times, but I'm sure you got the gist of it. Marketing campaigns can be so, so effective in just making people realise your learning is there. Sometimes it feels like it's too simple to work, but it does work. I promise. If you have any questions, you know where to find me. LinkedIn's probably your best bet. If you want to drop me an email, feel free to do that as well. But if not, I'll see you on the next podcast, guys. Bye.